Welcome to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jerry Dillian, and we are here today with David Mannon for the first time in like three months. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, I miss having you here because it's a break. Like, I, you know, I, I was talking to um, the folks at Jared Dillian Money, and I was like, these podcasts are a lot of work. <laughs> like, I got to do two a week. And, and actually, the, doing the podcast is the easy part. You know, it takes me 15 minutes and I'm done. But coming up with the idea is the hard part. And I said, I've done 90 of these things, and I am out of ideas. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, and... And if you and if you listen to people on the radio, if you listen to Ben Shapiro or Rush Limbaugh or you know Dan Bongino, whoever, like if you listen to them enough, they just say the same shit over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Like they just repeat themselves. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, it's not like new content three hours a day every single day. They just say, you know. But what happens is, like with radio. You're driving, you're running an errand, and you're in the car for ten minutes, and you catch ten minutes of it, and you don't realize that they just said the same thing yesterday and the day before and the day before that. Yeah, so. yeah, and a lot of times the the guy who does the morning show, you know, the same thing is said in the in the noon show, the afternoon, the they all like just keep kind of rehashing the same yeah. stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think Bongino is terrific. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't get to listen to him much, but yeah, I've heard him. Yeah, he seems like he's kind of, I don't know, he seems kind of real. Like he's just kind of a, like just kind of a down to earth guy. Yeah. So, um, I never heard this word talked, mentioned until I got in, heard podcasting, but it's always about content. They always talk about content. Like, I need content, or YouTubers talk about it. I need content. You you gotta have content. Yeah, I gotta come up with a lot of content. Yeah. 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 But this is good because this is like free content. We can just sh- like shoot the shit. Don't need no content. No, we can just you know, <laughs> like whoever is not massively entertained by the two of us just talking for an hour. Oh yeah, I could listen to us nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first thing is I'm getting a colonoscopy. Yeah, I thought you already had one. No. So what? Ha- so I'll tell you the whole story. So I started out by taking one of those Colgard tests. It's like a, is this like a home test? Yeah. Oh. So it's disgusting. So what you have to do is, like, they send you this box, and it's got, like, a little bowl, and you suspend it over the toilet. It has this little apparatus. You suspend it over the toilet, and you have to shit in the bowl. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, we have a friend who's pretty good at aiming his shit. Like, he aimed it in a, in a golf cup, right? But I have no I have no experience with this. So the first time I do this, I, like, get it like on the side of the bowl like and so now i take the bowl out and the turd is like stuck to the side and they give you like this little stick and i i don't uh, dude i'm like barfing i'm like gagging like it just because i don't play with my own shit you know it's (laughs) so i'm like scraping it off the side and then you have to pour in this solution and stir it up oh it's disgusting and then and then you put it in a box and you send it to the lab which I think is hilarious that we're actually mailing human shit through the postal system. Well, listen, I'm two days ago. I had to take a sample of my youngest boy's shit to the hospital to have it examined. So, what is, does he have like a parasite? Or yeah, something? he had the he had the runs, and so we had to get it tested. The so, pediatrician wanted it tested. So, what did it come back? He had a little E. coli. A little e. coli. Wow. Yeah. How, wow. How do you get that? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it could have been. 
something he ate that so was, how long did he have diarrhea before you, you well he started when we were when we were out of town friday he, we saw it friday and then now um, was that was that, was that austin or randall randall it was randall yeah so he had these nasty blowout divers is disgusting <laughs> he shit in the car on the way home and shit there was shit all over his leg and the sh- car seat was full of shit and i had to, we had to stop at the playground and <laughs> it's fucking gross <laughs> I'm holding my nose and wiping those fucking Clorox wipes in the car seat. Oh. Is, yeah. That's Dude, it's bad enough with cats. I have a cat that craps on the counter. Yeah. yeah. Uma. Yeah, I'd take that. Anyway, so I I mailed this stuff, I mailed this stuff off and a couple weeks goes by and I'm actually in New York and I get a call and my test came back positive. So positive for something. So when I got this call, like I don't I was totally unprepared for this. They all they said it was positive, so immediately I think I have colon cancer. Yeah, right, and I'm freaking out. So then I do some research, and as it turns out, if you get a positive Colgard test, it's only it's like there's like a one percent chance that you have colon cancer, yeah. and it's most likely like a polyp or you have blood in your stool or some other false positive. But I, since I got a since I got a, a positive result, I got to go get a colonoscopy now. Yeah, and my colonoscopy is in October tenth. So the prep is so that's a Monday. So Sunday I'm going to be prepping, and I have to get this bottle of Miralax, two hundred thirty eight grams of Miralax, a package of Dulcolax tablet tablets, and a bunch of Gatorade. And basically, I'm going to mix all this stuff, a whole bottle of Miralax. Usually, you just take like a tablespoon. I have to use the whole bottle. And I have to mix all this stuff up and drink it. Why Gatorade? I don't know. That's interesting. But it has to be specific colors of Gatorade. Like, it could be hmm. like green or blue, but it can't be red. Hmm. So. No, it's interesting. I don't know. Well, uh, so when when is this? October 10th. October 10th. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's uh, right around the corner. Um, I got to have one done. I, I went to the doctor um, last week, and they said they've lowered the, the age. They to said, 45. They said 45. Yeah. You should do it. I'll have one soon. I don't know when, but soon. I'll be 45 in December. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get it when I was 45. I'm 48 now. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, what I decided was I'm going to be live tweeting the Colgard prep. Oh, videos, everything. <laughs> I'm going to tweet the whole thing. Okay. So, yeah. you know, I just I just thought of you know if, if I'm going to do what you did, I'm I'll just I'll because with Randall it's easy. He shits in a diaper and you just get a sample out. out. You scoop it out and put it in a, in a cup. But I I'll, maybe I'll do that. Just shit in a diaper when I do. <laughs> <laughs> So you're you're talking about Randall. So I don't know how to describe Randall. He has I don't I don't want to say disabilities or developmental issues. He's got some problems. Like he's a happy kid. He's a smart kid. Uh, like how would what would you describe what what's going on with him? Well, he's a little bit. I guess what you call it developmentally delayed is kind of the PC way to describe uh-huh. it. I mean, he's and. It's they're calling it like a type of palsy. Uh, it's it's very broad spectrum, but it's there's no like it's not like cerebral palsy or this palsy. It's just it's just a type of palsy. You know, it's a, a generic. So and they're not real sure like what caused it, but uh, you know his left arm is 
his uh and i just learned this this week actually the the one of the the physical therapists explained it to me that you know how you flex your muscle to make it strong uh-huh that's what his arm is like all the time it's flexed mm-hmm. so um which because i was telling her that when he when he's wrestling he likes to wrestle he'll just go up to randall or to austin if austin gets too close he'll just grab his legs and he'll squeeze and he'll pull him in and austin cannot get out and austin's two years older you know and austin's a strong kid but randall randall won't let go he'll squeeze him and i have to go like get pull him apart pull him apart and the the therapist was laughing she's like oh my god i never heard that that is so funny she said well that that left arm is really is, is strong you said, I said, well, I thought it's flexed all the time. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was weak. I thought, and she's like, no, she says he's always flexing so that, you know, that, um, that, that arm has gotten really strong. So I was, so I was surprised to learn about that. And, uh, so there's the arm issues. And so he's kind of like, always kind of flexing. looks like he's making a fist. So we're working on relaxing the hand. You know, that's most of his therapy, physical therapy. Is it working? Yeah, it is working. You know, we're, we're seeing progress, and uh, he's putting weight on it. And he holds a, he rides a scooter, a little scooter with two handles on it, and he grips it with his hand. And um, so he's doing good there. You know, he pulls caps off markers. He can do that, um, so that kind of stuff. And then he's also got, um, uh, he was, he was born with one ear. They said he couldn't hear out of one ear. They thought was. They weren't sure. They right right the day he was born, they they checked the hearing, and but they're never a hundred percent certain. Like if the hearing's fine, they know. But if there's a there's, there's an issue and they they it comes back, there might be some hearing loss. Then then they're never sure. They have to, you have to get it confirmed. You gotta get it confirmed. And it took it took a long time to get it confirmed that he couldn't hear because there's really no way of knowing early on either. Because they're so unresponsive, you know, yeah. he's kind of looking, you know, kind of looking around and just kind of messing with their stuff. And so it kind of, it took a while to to really confirm that he did have hearing loss. But then they said he had 100% hearing in his right ear and he had, um, you know, some hearing loss in his left. So it was like, well, uh, you know, that's good. At least he can hear, you know, one ear is good. And they, and they even explained like, well, you know, having one good ear is good. You know, he might have a, you know, live a normal life and not have really any issues with one good ear. But then he like, all of a sudden it was like, he wasn't responding, you know, and he wasn't really, he kind of started babbling around a year, nine months to a year. He was babbling a little bit, but then he just stopped. Like he kind of got quiet. And so then we're, you know, we were kind of like, well, we have to keep, you know, we got to get him tested. We got to get it confirmed. And so it, we finally got it confirmed. And it was it was hard to do. Um, I, so, so now he has 100% hearing loss in both ears. Right, right. Yeah. So he has cochlear implants. He got cochlear implants. Yep, yep. And that's, talk about a just mind-blowing, just what they can do now with that. I didn't really know that this type of technology really existed or that you could do it with, kids at that age and but but it's um so he did the one ear first and then three months later he did the second ear and you know it's we were so stupid though at the time you know when he got the when he got because they put it in but they take a while i think they waited a month before they activate it and turned it on they wanted to make sure it healed and it stayed in place and all that and uh 
when they turned, you know, we we kind of were like, well, we should we should get a tripod, we should get a, you know, put a camera on it and watch it when they turn it on and stuff, and and we're like, ah, it, it, let's not do that. Let's just go. We were kind of running late for the appointment, and uh, it was very uneventful. Like it was just they turn it on so low that you don't even notice, like, yeah, and he doesn't notice. It's just it's just getting him used to you know having it on and hearing small slight sounds and it took it took a few months you know because we'd go in and they'd keep adjusting and keep adjusting until it finally got to where he could hear and we could notice he was hearing so it took a while because i guess they don't want to scare him and frighten him and so because i turned it up to 11 right away right here, yeah. it up to 11 exactly so <laughs> i guess we thought he'd be like they'd turn it on and he'd just be like hey I can hear you. Know, I mean, we were just so kind of dumb. Like, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But, because some people, like, in these, you know, they have Facebook groups. Amanda's in, on these with these kids with cochlear implants. And so, um, people's experiences are different. You know, so, like, someone would say, well, yeah, it was amazing when he had it turned on. And he could, like, his eyes just opened up. And it was just like, well, what we didn't realize was some of these kids had heard it could hear at one time they lost their hearing they were older you know they could already talk so it was it was different yeah so anyways well i gotta i gotta tell you throughout all this now how old is he is he almost three right or two and a half two and a half yeah Yeah. i mean throughout all this you've been a rock like this is stressful stuff this is like super stressful stuff and you know like when we talk like you you don't seem really phased by it at all you know yeah, it really just, I don't even really get bogged down in, like, projecting, oh, what's this mean, what's this, you know, what's going to happen, you know, it's just, you just do what you got to do, like, every every decision, you know, has been real straightforward, you know, me and Amanda work good together, I mean, we're, you know, it, it's, it's, the decisions have been easy, really, there hasn't been any real difficult decisions, um, you know, some people struggle with, there is there is in the deaf community that they struggle with that you know if you're born without hearing you shouldn't hear like like you're born that way they want them to learn yeah like deaf culture is a real thing yeah it is yeah. it is and I understand that and uh, you know but since neither uh, neither one of us are deaf then it doesn't make sense for us to do that so I, I mean, if the technology is available you should use it absolutely yeah. I agree yeah and and you know this is just my opinion I mean even if even if I was deaf and my kid, if I knew the technology was there that he could hear, I would want him to have that choice. Like, if he didn't want to hear, see, like, it's funny, like, Randall, he'll just, sometimes he just takes them, throws them, he's like, I'm done, I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> he says, shut up, <laughs> I'm going to watch Blippy. <laughs> you know, just leave me alone. And you know, so it's, it's, you know, he's funny. He's a, he's a funny kid, man. He really is. He's. He's he's a great kid. No, we're, you know, we're, he's we're it's it's it, yeah it's it's hard to explain. He's he's been great through all that too. This too. I mean, he hasn't, you know, he doesn't doesn't lose his temper and get mad. He's real. The the works with the therapists and the doctor as well. It's, he's been he's been great. It's been been a big help. Yeah. So and and Big Brother's been a help too. So it's been good. Is he still taking his wang out? They both do that now. I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, actually, last night, uh, the night before last, he he just like stands in front of the bathtub and just pees all over the rug, and like <laughs> <laughs> like Austin's cracking up. We're like, hey, what are you doing, man? This ain't a toilet. What are you doing? This is the, the toilet's over there. So like, <laughs> all right, we gotta get him. Gotta get the potty out. So we got the potty out last night, the one that Austin used when he was potty trading, and and he sat in it and he peed in the toilet. So it was great. It was a big, 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 exciting night. <laughs> so it's it's uh it's 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 funny. Well, you were talking about making decisions together. So, you know, I'm kind of going through that right now with building this house. Oh, yeah. With, with my wife. And we, we're, you know, we, we're all so great together. We make, we make good decisions. Yeah. So, I think I was telling you this before. You know, we're going to be selling our current house. And I had these real estate agents over to my house. Um, and, you know, it's Sotheby's, right? Like, it's... Yeah, top of the line. Yeah. Best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... I'm not unimpressed with these people. Like they're super smart. So we're, ha- you know, we're we're in my house. We're at the dining room table, and we're having a conversation. And it turns the conversation turns toward the valuation of my house, and they asked me what I thought it was worth. And I told them, and then they just totally change the subject. They, they just change the subject. <laughs> I'm like, well, what does that mean? So I like you know me. I'm kind of like a I'm kind of like a bulldog. I'm like, why did you change the subject? Yeah, like yeah. I, I want to talk about this, <laughs> and uh, and they said, well, we think that's a little bit ambitious. I'm like, okay, like that's fine, but you know. And I explained why I thought it. So look, I'm not an appraiser, right? I'm not an expert on determining the value of the house. Mm-hmm. I just gave them my opinion. But then what was weird was afterwards, like two days later, they sent an email, like. They're like, well, these are the comps, this house and this house, and your house was built in 1973, and it sucks. And we're like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, it's just, like, I, it's just weird because I would expect that from the buyer's agent, not the seller's. I've never had this experience before where mm-hmm. I have a real estate agent trying to sell my house, and they're talking, they're talking it down. Now, I mean, I understand you, you have to manage my expectations, right? And I'm sure they deal with some people that have expectations that are out of control. But this is not how you start the conversation. Like, this is not how you start the relationship by getting into a pissing contest about what the house is worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, just I would get a second opinion, third opinion. You know, this is a big, like, this is a big deal. Like, this is that's a lot of, it's a huge asset. And you know you need to make sure you get you get what it's worth. You know, so I would I would I would just get get it appraised. Yeah, or get it appraised. Yep, that's not a bad idea either. No, it's probably cost you six hundred bucks to appraise it. Maybe I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> What's the matter? Just got something in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just gee whiz. So, yeah, I'm just it's just weird. So, that's really where we left it and we haven't heard from him since. So, I don't know what's going on. You should talk to Brandon Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> is he still doing real estate? I tell you what, man. This is the guy's truth. If I wasn't a licensed realtor, I, he would be my realtor. Like he's a bulldog. He's one a bulldog. That guy's a bulldog. He'll kill somebody for you. <laughs> He's like, I will sit in jail. He, yeah, for my, the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
But uh, anyways. Well, how's business? What are you up to? Um, Flipping another house. You know, this was, we just keep getting further and further. Eventually, we're going to be flipping houses in in West Virginia, the way we're going. <laughs> we just keep getting further and further from from home. Um, but yeah, we got another one, another uh, it's a it's a double wide manufactured home out in the country, 19 acres. This is probably the most the the prettiest property we've ever ever had. Very just a beautiful property. So I don't think it will have Did any Did you say 19 acres? Mhm. Yeah. Are you going to subdivide it? No. I mean, it's already it's already actually subdivided into two. It's 7 acres and 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, but um no, out there you know, we you can only do half acre lots. And, and where it, is this exactly? It's out near the Nichols Green Sea area. Yeah. You know, Green Sea. It's it's like straight west of Loris. Yeah. It's 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 way the fuck out there. <laughs> <laughs> like there's the the nearest the nearest place to get a uh, a Coke is five miles away. I mean that's that's pretty far. That's the there's a Dollar General and, and a, sh- a place called Sugar Bears. <laughs> What county is that? It's Horry County still. That's Horry County. It is Horry County. Wow. Yeah, that's what happens when your county's bigger than Rhode Island. You know, you get you know, but to get from there to here was an hour and fifteen minutes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, my businessman, I'm scratching. I'm scratching and clawing for every dollar. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna be that way too for a while. I mean, we're buying a house, and you know, you know, we're buying another house. This is a big, this is a big upgrade for us, price wise. You know, I never thought I'd buy a three hundred thousand dollar house. I said that's stupid. Why would anybody pay that? So three hundred thousand dollar house. Remember, let- your house was three hundred thousand. The one we sold in Conway. It wasn't even. Did we sell for less? Yeah, it was like two fifty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, but then the lot sold for. 40. 40-something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, what's the market has changed. <laughs> yeah. Not not like I would have held on to that thing, but. No, yeah. There's no, yeah. I mean, do, you remember, do you remember the conversation we had when I sold that house? So the guy that bought it was a veteran. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got a VA loan. Mm-hmm. 100% financing. Yeah. Right? And he wasn't working. He was on disability. And his wife did something or other. She didn't make much money. And I'm like, these people are going to get totally fucking sconed. Like, they're going to be underwater on the house. They're going to go bankrupt. And guess what? The market went straight up. So that house went up like 60%. That's probably a $425,000 house now. I want to say it's high 300s at least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. But, yeah. So, you know, unless they, hopefully they didn't refinance it. I know. <laughs> put in a pool or buy a buy a new Yukon or something. Yeah. People do that stupid shit. So anyway, my the house I'm building, uh, actually, we just got a, just got a text from my builder. We're going to be pouring the foundation soon. So okay. It's, it's moving along. All right. Yeah. So. I'd like to get out there and see. So that's an interesting, I'm, I mean, just see, I've been, you know, I'm, following what you're doing a lot of stuff that they're doing that i just haven't i've never seen different different construction i was out there with uh jerry yesterday Mm -hmm. that's right when you called that that's okay that's where we were we were going Mm -hmm. to my uh, what did he think he was blown away really i mean you've been to the land like we had a picnic there and whatever so so he had never seen the land the ord prince george or anything so Mm -hmm. 
Has, are all the pilings cut? Yeah, the pilings are cut. They cut them and they put in fill over them. Fill, okay. So, are there, how much are? There, is there any of it sticking out? No, oddly enough, no. They're all flush. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So they're yeah. they're pouring just they're just gonna sit right on top. Yeah. I was wondering how they were gonna do that. Well, that okay. Because I was worried about what the plumbers were gonna do. How they're gonna snake around all those pilings sticking up? Because I thought they would be like up this high or. But if they got them, okay, that's interesting. So, yeah. Well, cool, cool. So they're pouring this week, you think? No, it's actually, well, I'm not going to pull up the text right now, but it's mm. soon. It's soon. So. Well, we're supposed to get a shitload of rain this weekend. I don't know if you heard. I'm flying out on Sunday. Oh, yeah. You're going to New York. No, you're going to LA. LA yeah. Mm. Is it still hot out there? Still 100 degrees? It, it was like two weeks ago, and it's cool. It's cooled off. Oh. So, yeah. Maybe they can charge their electric cars now. <laughs> <laughs> that state is a straight-up joke. They yes. make a good... They're a kind of a punchline. There's, a, You know, speaking of content, <laughs> there's always content. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like too easy. Like, beating up on California is just too easy. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I've met some... You know, I've, I've met people... I never met them in person, but I talked... I had to just talk to this woman over the phone... You know, Northern California seems to be very different. Like, it's more of a... There's actually, like, the the, the state is so many different parts. Mm-hmm. So where my wife did her dissertation research, research was up in the northeast corner of the state, which mm-hmm. is Modoc County. Okay. You want to talk about, like, Green Sea? Like, there's nothing up there. Right, right. Like, the biggest town is a town called Alturas, which is about 6,000 people. And there's nothing in any direction for like two hours. Wow! Like it's, and 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 the funny thing is, is that that part of the state is big time Trump, like heavily Republican. Right. That's yeah. That's what yeah, I was yeah, saying. Yeah. 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 This woman, she was. You know, this is before even Trump. When I talked to her. About I mean, it's basically like high desert. It's like four or five thousand feet elevation, a lot of sagebrush. Mm-hmm. You know, they get snow in the winter. Like it's high desert. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been in that part of the. Big, never been out there. No. So, anyways, all right, well, cool. So let me let me ask you a question. Are do you trust people, or as a general rule, do you not trust people? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I'd say generally, generally I trust people because if I talk to them, if I meet them, I gotta if I meet them, talk to them, whatever. I I'm kind of I go with my, but I always. I don't know. I'm kind of bad at first impressions as far as I know I'm bad at first impressions. I know it, people don't trust me at first for some, you know, I don't think like I've had people kind of, you know, at least what are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you start thinking about all the people you meet. Like, you well, know. speaking of first impressions, I'm really good at first impressions. Okay. Like, all right, so you know, remember that show, Nineteen Kids and Counting? I remember the when it was on. Yeah, the Duggars. Yeah, right. Yeah. They had nineteen kids. Well, the oldest kid was Josh Duggar, and he. The first thing he did was he was on Ashley Madison, and like, ch- like cheated on his wife, right? And and then then it came out that he like molested his sisters, and then he got caught for child pornography. And he literally just got sentenced like a couple weeks ago, and he he got sentenced to 12 and a half years. So he's in jail for 12 and a half years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the reason I'm telling the story is 
10 years ago when I saw him on TV, I was, I was watching him and Carolyn, my wife will vouch for this. Mm -hmm. Like she will vouch for this. We were sitting there watching him and I just pointed and I'm like, that guy's a scumbag. (laughs) I'm like, that guy is a liar. He's a scumbag. And she's like, whoa, where is this coming from? I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know it. That guy is a scumbag. Mm -hmm. Like I could just tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I didn't watch that show enough, but yeah. I mean, I'm always like, if I hear something like that, I'm like, I'm never surprised. You know, like, well, I can't believe it. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm always like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You just never know. Coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Not surprised, you know. But I don't, I don't, I just, I have a trust problem. I have a trust problem. I don't trust people. Well, yeah. Generally, I don't trust. Yeah. I mean, the only person I trust is my wife. I trust her 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And God forbid she ever let me down, I it would probably destroy me. You, you know, know what I mean? I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I've I've shared this so many times. You know, the 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 minister that did our wedding, I'll never forget his his sermon, his little you know that he he gave us. He talked about freedom, like you know, because most people think, oh, you know, I'm getting married, or goes my freedom, the old ball and chain, and but he talked about like just the freedom of like you never have to think about like well tomorrow you know there might be somebody else or you know she might leave me or this or that it's just like that's over like it's just i never have any insecurities or trust issues or anything like that with with my wife like she just she's just i don't have to worry about it yeah you know? and can you imagine if you did Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in relationships like that where, you know, I was like, I always felt insecure and like she she liked to flirt with other guy, you know, when, well, she actually did try to have sex with my best friend, but <laughs> that made me a little insecure. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but yeah, that's that's awful to be in a relationship like that. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Well, I, was, I wasn't even really referring to like romantic relationships. I mean, like like business relationships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good to have, yeah. I I just, I do not trust anybody. Do not. And it, and it actually holds me back. It holds me back. Hmm. Because, eh, it's kind of complicated, but I don't know. Probably yeah. has to do with my childhood. <laughs> well, yeah, when adults let you down. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. I'm sure there's some, there's some issues there, but. Uh, so you bought a new house. So we talked about that 300,000 bucks. Um, so let's talk about politics. Oh no. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it looks like, I mean, the Republicans had the midterms in the bag like six months ago and now it's falling apart. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they better get on board with this, uh, student debt. I'm sure you want to talk about that, right? Too. Like, I actually good. don't. I wrote. Oh, a really? piece, I wrote a piece about. I know. It. I yep. said everything I had to say. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm done. Well, I I just thought because you know I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be all right. All right. We'll I'm gonna benefit about. from this windfall here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it now. We can I talk about it later. I don't, I don't know. Like I honestly like, if I was in your situation, I don't know what I would do. Like, like what? What yeah, I you do. Well, I mean, you do what's economically rational. Sure, of course. So if you think that there's some probability that the rest of it's going to get forgiven, you would just hold on to it. Mm -hmm. 
You remember we had this conversation on your radio show like two years ago. I forgot. Oh, well, I remember it very clearly. It was it was like we were talking about my finances and the debt, you know, what debt I had. And you're like, why don't you pay your student loan off? I'm like, I'm making a bet. This is my bet. I said, I'm 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 betting it's gonna be forgiven. And I'm willing to I'm willing to wait and see. And this was before uh, the forbearance period started. This is before they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I said, I'm making the minimum payments until. All right, so what were the minimum payments? It was like 265 a month. So have you been paying 265 a month for the last 15 years? No, no. What have, um, you, what have you been paying? We were like, my wife was insistent that we send in big chunks. Like, because at one time it was like $50,000. And she was like, I'm saying in two thousand dollars this month. I'm like, oh, all right, fine, you know. And I would grumble, but so we got it down to like twenty five thousand. Oh, okay. In a pretty, you know, short period of time. So but then I'm like, then the when that last election, when the in the prime the Democrat primaries, there's a lot of talk about student loans, and I'm like, okay, just we're gonna make the minimum for a while because if Biden wins, something's gonna happen, you know. So. It didn't happen, right? It got talked about. There were some gums, and then so I was like, the the last time we talked about it, I said midterm. They're going to do it right before the midterm. They're going to because they know they're not going to have much to run on because things aren't going good. They're going to do something. I don't care if it's ten thousand, five thousand, whatever. But so sure as shit, they did it, and I I I feel like I feel like doing a touchdown dance. <laughs> Well, the question is, what what's going to happen going forward? So now you're going to have like 15 left, basically. Well, maybe. Well, we will like 23 and some change. 23. Yeah. So I might get 20. I don't know because I don't remember if I got Pell Grants because it was so long ago. So. So you're going to get 10 or 20. 10 or 20, at least 10, possibly 20. Um, you know, and the income threshold is pretty high. I mean, we have to make. I had personally had to make I think 125,000. So I didn't make that much last year. So it'd be hard to it'd be hard for me to make that much money flipping houses the, the, at the rate we do it. At you the, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we only do three a year. So, but uh, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, do I think it's a great? Do I think it's a good thing for the government to do? It's probably stupid. I mean, it's not. I don't know if I. I don't know what it's going to accomplish as far as you know the big picture. And education, well, the, affordability, I th- and I think I think the politics of it. I, I don't think I don't think it's going to help the Democrats as much as they think it will. Like it's one of these polarizing issues. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going it, to for sure it's going to energize the Republicans, right? I don't think it wins anybody over on the margins. Yeah, I I don't know. It just depends because. A lot of people, so many people are affected by this. So many people are affected by this. I think, and I think it's, I think it's a lot more than than we realized. I mean, it was just, I mean, things are a lot different than when, when even when I went. I mean, I went to school, I think what fifteen years ago. How 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 many years ago did you graduate college? Twenty five. Yeah. I mean, it's just different now. The things are different. I mean, they really, a hundred thousand dollar student loan bill. This wasn't was unheard of twenty five years ago, even yeah. fifteen years ago. You know, it was so I don't know. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I talked to my brother in law 
about this stuff over the weekend a little bit, and he he brought up some good points. He said that he said, you know, the he asked me, he said, do you know, do you know what the University of Texas endowment is? Do you know, it's like forty billion. Yeah, forty. Oh, he said fifty billion. Yeah, yeah. You know, he said there's there's no reason for a student to leave that school with a hundred thousand dollars in debt. You know what I mean? Like there there should be. You know, especially a state school, something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's just so many. I just think we do it wrong here. I just, I don't know. It's such a big issue. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, mean, I go, you've already. It's, it's, it's a, it, it's a very complicated issue. It is. It's complicated. Yeah. It really is. It's like education, you know, in general. Just... But here's, here's, I, I will, I'll just talk about the economics of it for a second. Mm-hmm. If the goal is to bring the cost of college down, this does the exact opposite. Right. I agree. I don't see how this helps with that, you know, and especially if there's expectations now with kids in school now that think, well, maybe this is going to happen. You know, they, they're saying this will never happen again. We're only doing this because. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely going to happen again. Yeah. Now, if you get to 2024 and DeSantis becomes president, yeah. just pay him off. Just pay him off. Well, he might make us pay him back. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, they'll say if you took uh, money, then you owe us. You owe us. We want that money back. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what to do. It's a, uh, I, you know, the ironic thing is Biden was the was was in, was uh, behind the making it so you couldn't discharge it in bankruptcy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. it's which is, which is weird. Um, you know, kind of a weird irony, but uh, I can understand why. Like, if if you're a kid and you come right out of college and you have a hundred thousand dollars in debt, why not just file bankruptcy right away? Like, it would be. I could see why you would like if you got nothing to lose yet. You know, why not just file bankruptcy right away? So there would have to be some kind of a. Um, Anyway, if you Delay. if you if you if if anybody listening wants to read my opinion on this, <laughs> go to my Substack. We're gonna get those bastards. Just scroll down a little bit. Student loans. Just right. read that. Yeah. So, or oh, they could buy your book. It'll be in your book. It'll be. Speaking of which, let's talk about the book. <laughs> yeah, I, I. That's. I'm. I'm excited about the book. Yeah. Those, yeah, those cool. bastards. You've got to be excited because it's already written. You just got to uh, put it together. It's like. It's like two thirds written. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, it's like um, you know, like those guys guys that like uh, put those comic book collections together. It's like the comics have been already written. You just got to put them together. I'll, I'll do some book signings around here. All right, I will. Yeah, I heard. Um, I missed your. Uh, you were on the radio the other morning. Yeah, and I heard them say that they're gonna they're gonna do something for you. Yeah, and I'm sure they will. They're a big fan of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, I, I, I mean, for, for sure. I, I, the reason I'm, I seem unenthusiastic about it is just because I don't want to be egotistical and be like, "Yes, they're a big fan of me." I right. Do, I do realize they're a big fan. Of me, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just don't want to be an asshole. Yeah. So. No, I can just tell they, you know, Liz, Liz and Nikki, they, they like you. You know who's <laughs> the biggest fan is Glenn Die. Like he's, he's a big fan of me. I don't know Glenn. I thought you were gonna say Glenn Beck. No, no, he's. Glenn Beck follows me on Twitter. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, he's a big fan. <laughs> I should get on Twitter. I need some. I need, I need Glenn Beck to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually followed me for like five years. Wow. Yeah. 
That's cool. I have no, and he doesn't follow that many people, like yeah. 300 people. That's it. I have no idea why he does it. So, mm. um, yeah, so I'm excited about the book. Uh, Those Bastards, 69 essays, going to come out probably in April, would be my guess. So, cool. I didn't know this was part of your schooling. Those essays were. Well, so here's here's the great thing about this, right? So I was going to do this anyway. So at school, and I don't want to say what school I'm going to. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very sensitive about that. I don't okay. like to say where I'm going to school. But, but um, University of Phoenix doesn't like. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, so I was having trouble. Like I, I wanted to take two classes this fall. And they, I could only get one, and they just they didn't have another class that I could take. Mm-hmm. So my advisor was like, you should get an independent study. And I'm like, well, I have an idea for an independent study. I'm going to publish this book of essays. And he said, he said, well, is it written yet? And I'm like, well, it's, it's like mostly written. I got like 20 essays to go. He says, then you can get two independent studies out of this. So the first part is writing the last 20 essays, and the second part is actually publishing the book. Oh. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm basically getting credit for two classes for something I would have done anyway. Right. So I'm super happy about this. Yeah. No, I mean that's cool. Um, also, I mean you're probably very overqualified for this class, right? For this, I mean you're. In in some ways I am, and in some ways I'm not. Is there anybody else that's in your your peers that has as much publishing experience no, or no. writing experience? No. Yeah. yeah. But it's pretty commendable that you are going through the process, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you're willing to you're willing to do that, go through it, and not be like, hey, I'm I'm a big shot. I've already done this. No, uh, I no, I I I go. You've th- been a real student. Yeah, I well, you know, I've le- I've learned a lot. Yeah, I've, I've learned a huge amount. It's been hugely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, also met some interesting people and, um, it, it's been, it's been totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's true what they say. People that are successful, they always say, you always say, it's like, I'm always, always learning, always willing to learn. It's like, I'm never, I never think I'd know it all or think I have, yep. have all the answers. Like I'm always just, I just, you know, it's, you wouldn't think, I don't know. Like, cause the guy at the bar like I thought he knew it all. He's he's not, but he wasn't very successful. He's not very successful. What guy at the bar? You know, down there, down the street, the guy in the bar stool that's just sitting there every night drinking and telling you he knows. Is it. this like a generic guy or, or like an actual guy? Well, they actually a generic guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought we were. I thought this was somebody we knew. Yeah. Well, it probably is. We oh, probably I have. Know, I have a we story. probably know guys like this. <laughs> I have a story for you. I have a story for you. Okay. So there's a guy named Chris Arnade. Or are not. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And he was a Wall Street guy. He was a quant. He worked for Solomon Brothers in the 80s and 90s. And he left Wall Street. He did like 20 years on Wall Street. So he left. And he's very liberal. He did kind of like a, I don't know if it's a coffee table book or a picture book about poverty. And it's called Dignity. And he's, he's an incredible photographer and storyteller. And the book was a big hit. And, I mean, he is, he's a left-wing guy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so I got wind that he was going to be in Myrtle Beach. So I connected with him on Twitter, and we went, we got drinks together. Guess where we went? Uh, Hooters. Almost. (laughs) You know that place, Jimmigan's, like on 60th Street? Yeah, I've never been there. But yeah, I know where it's at. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's a dive bar. Yeah. It's a dive bar. So... 
I go in there and it's it's a dive bar. So I'm I'm in there talking with him and he's a super guy and we're chatting. And like 20 minutes later, a bunch of Proud Boys walk in. Oh. Yeah. Wearing Proud Boys t-shirts. Like 6'2", beards, big guys, shit kickers, like mean looking guys. Right, right. And they're like playing pool and stuff. And I'm like, holy cow. Huh. I can't believe this is happening. Wow. So. I've never, I've never really seen a group of those guys. You know? Neither had I. Yeah. I never seen yeah. them either. Yeah. I mean, you know they're around, but yeah, I've never really seen them. Hmm. That's interesting. I guess they don't go to Ko Sushi at Market Common. <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, hey, give me a frappa light uh, latte mochi, macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> the barista's like, oh, you, would you like to talk about some racial issues? <laughs> Remember they were wanting him to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I do. They were literally one of these fucking baristas to be like, hey, uh, so what do you think about this uh, George Floyd situation? Where do you stand on that? Uh, <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Yeah, Proud Boys. Yep. What are they proud of? I don't know. I guess if they're tall and good looking, I guess they got something to be proud of. You know, why did, why did they call them the proud? Boys? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't not know. to not to get too deep into this, but I'm looking at these guys, and then I'm picturing like five thousand of them storming the Capitol. <laughs> like, well, yeah, dude, that would actually be very scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were armed and yeah, 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 we. I don't know what to make of that. I'm, I'm so I didn't follow it, so I'm. I only get one perspective on it, so I don't know. You, I mean, what? I'm. I've ever. I, you think it was a coup? Like I, people call it a coup attempt. I'm, I think that I just don't know. I just thought it was a bunch of dipshits. It's yeah. It was a clown car, but I do think that there were a handful of people. Some percentage of them, five or ten percent. That really did think they were going to overthrow the There government. were some legit yeah. thugs in there. And I yeah. think that the other 90, 95% were just a bunch of knuckleheads yeah. along for the ride. They just kind of got caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I just don't know. I, don't, um, I think you're right, though. I think there was more just we don't know about the, the planning of it and who was behind it and that. I don't know. I just don't know. I just remember when... There was an actual coup in Russia, like seeing tanks and, uh, you know, the military was there. I mean, it, that was like a legitimate, like, <laughs> they they threw them out. Like, they threw, like, that was a coup. So, I, that's just my perception of it. Like, I don't, I just, I just picture the the guy walking out with the Nancy Pelosi's pedestal wearing the stocking, the Trump stocking cap and waving I, I remember i was sitting at my desk here and like twitter was like picking up like all this stuff about these protests in dc right and next thing i know i see a picture of this guy with like the viking horns <laughs> in in that and i'm like what is going on yeah you know that guy's dad was a is a judge like a manhattan judge or a new york city no judge. i didn't know yeah that. i guess he was but he seemed like a i think he was like a degenerate I think he was living with his mom. As well. well, he went to jail. Yeah, did he? Yeah, like yeah. six or eight oh, years or something like that. A lot of people like went that. to jail. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what what haven't we covered here? We have, Oh, we haven't talked about baseball. Oh, yeah, baseball. Yeah. What a terrible season it's been. But 
I got to root for somebody. I don't know. I, 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 I'm I just going to say I was right all along on the Yankees. No, maybe not, because they're going to make the playoffs. Barely. And they're going to get bounced in the first round. Yeah, maybe. They don't, uh, is their starting pitcher good? Pitching good? Do they have good starting pitchers? Uh, I mean, Cole should theoretically be the best starter in the American League, but he's really inconsistent. He did great the other day. He got 14 strikeouts. Yeah. But it, there was there was one game he gave up like five homers in an inning. You yeah. know, like he's really inconsistent. Nestor Cortez is probably their best starter, and he's 5'11 and throws like 89 miles an hour. Yeah. I don't know, from just my experience watching baseball in the playoffs over the years, in the playoffs, it's like you got to have two aces. Like the Mets. Yeah, you got to have two aces. The Mets, I think the Mets are going to win it. Yeah, they could. Scherzer and DeGrom, they're going to go all the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to win one nothing games, two yep. one games. I mean, that's what it comes down to. All this, all this uh, you know, someone's going to have to scratch over a run with some small ball. So you got the Mets, so huh? Yeah, I got the Mets. But you got to root for them, right? Because, you know, New York, that's probably your second favorite team. Uh, I like the Mets. But you um, like the Dodgers, too, don't you? Uh, I like I like the Marlins. Oh, the Marlins. Well, they're not going to make it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, they swept the Cubs, though, two years ago, I think. They swept them yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, that was the pandemic year, right? I think it was, yeah, because yeah. that was the year the Cubs won that division. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, All right. Well, let's let's get out of here. I want to I want to go get a uh, a chicken salad with oil and vinegar. Mmm. Sounds tasty. You gotta get the grilled chicken, right? You know? Yeah, grilled chicken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time. <laughs>